Welcome to Inside the Raven's Eye. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell. My medicine name is Raven's Spirit. This podcast is partnered with Earth and Spirit Medicine, owned and operated by Winfield Ivers. His medicine name is Coyote Thunderhawk. He is a shaman here in the state of Utah, so make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com. In this episode of Conversations with the Shaman, I ask about runners. Coyote Thunderhawk once asked me, what are you running from? In my opinion, I believe that is an important question for all of us to ask ourselves, especially if we feel like we can't stop and focus on what's most important in our lives. Enjoy. I'm hoping I'm on the same page with you, so... If I said something like, as human beings, it seems we get moving through life, but because of external stimulus and lack of understanding about how to navigate effectively without a lot of disturbance and things like that, that maybe we end up getting to a place where we're actually running away from from what we want rather than towards what we want. Yeah. So along those lines? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like when we go to express what it is we want, what do I want? And maybe it's easier to say, well, I know I don't want this anymore. So maybe somebody's going through a divorce. Maybe somebody's getting ready to to have their first child. Maybe somebody's, you know, graduating from high school. Maybe I, I don't know. And so in the event of things happening in our lives, which obviously they're always happening, we kind of get to a point where it's like, well, I know I don't want this anymore. I'm kind of sick and tired of this. But we don't know how to maybe lean towards what it is we do want and focus on it and get it like we're getting the things we don't want (laughs) without really knowing that we're doing that in a sense. So oftentimes we, going through life, have things that we don't want to accept. We're having a hard time accepting about ourselves. We might not like certain things about ourselves. So we we kind of don't want to think about that. It's bothersome in a way, unless we're willing to get inside and do something about it. So... Wellness would be a good place to start in a way, maybe on that. Like uh, maybe somebody has a job where they're sitting all the time and maybe they've ended up, you know, losing a little bit of their endurance or, you know, maybe they're, they put a little weight. And so uh, maybe they want to change that. They're not feeling as good or just, I don't know if that's a good example, but it's the things where how good are we at making the change versus 
when all of a sudden we're sitting at our cubicle and we find out that the person next to us is going through uh, something similar and all of a sudden we're an expert on that and we're able to help them through it, but we don't really help ourselves. So why is it that we run from our own BS and we run right over and assist other people, not even being an expert at it or having any kind of real uh, solid counsel that's based on expertise that is factual and studied out and come to a place where we've lent ourselves towards some sort of ascension from that so that we can say, hey, you know, you know I, I know, I understand what you're feeling there. You know, and this is what I did, you know, but most of the time it's like, well, God, you should do this or you should do this. So there's a lot of shoulds and counsel and advice in the in the very low vibration, raw essence of whatever we're doing to our spouses, our children, our workmates all day long. Think about how many times you might tell one story, for example. Okay, so maybe something happens. Oh, my gosh. You know, did you hear that so-and-so has COVID might be a good current example. Okay. How many times during the day are we putting our attention towards that same story and losing our ability to exercise our freedom and all the things that we can do something about rather than losing ourselves and what we can't do anything about? So when we're running here and there and we're helping other people as if we're some sort of expert because we want to make these changes in ourselves and it seems easy to lend it to somebody else, easier to lend it to somebody else than to ourselves. So it has to come to a place where, you know, something has to happen, you know, and and I don't know that people, I don't think most people find this on their own. This meaning that the solution to shifting your life towards living and feeling, we'll use feeling the most because most people don't like the way they feel. So how else do you want to feel? What would you rather feel? And are you willing to do everything that it takes to feel that? Because right now you're doing everything that it takes to fill the other because we don't get to feel things unless we're doing what it requires to induce a feeling, see? So feelings are induced in a sense through a chemical response from our thoughts coming in and having a play out somehow into our system through imagery, etc., and through this process of thinking about things, and then as we begin to speak about it, okay? So um, maybe someone says, gosh, you know what? Uh, it, it was such a, a great day today. And they're saying this to a friend or a spouse or a family member or something, someone, you know, someone closer to them. And, you know, so maybe they're going on about some successes that they're having. And, you know, and maybe uh, they're, they're saying, uh, you know, so we've been able to work through this. And then at the end of that, rather than the person saying, oh, my gosh, that's amazing, they actually do the opposite. And they say something like, well, God, doesn't that scare you? Don't you think that, that, you know, they might lose their license longer if they do that? Or finding some sort of, of fear in there, not even listening to the person that's going and telling the story and being present-minded to their, their story that they're telling you. So there's a real 
interesting dynamic as the speaker and as the listener. There's a real interesting dynamic as the the uh, autopilot versus the conscious. There's a real dynamic difference in and how one comes to, and I don't know how else to say it, but we have to get accountable somewhere along the line. And to me, that's like one of the very first steps is, you know, like what they say in, in uh, AA, you know, I am an alcoholic. So whatever that is, there's some sort of underlying factual statement to saying that I'm saying something truthful and it lends a relief. See, truth is this essence that I want to get to here in this. Because we don't want to run from truth. We want to get to truth. Okay. So when I say that uh, someone, so for myself, if I say, gosh, you know, that really pisses me off. If I say that, okay, so I had to have thought it already in order for it to come out of my mouth. I had to have had some sort of imagery that might lend towards anger or something and regardless of whatever stimulated the uh, decision-making process within me to say that still puts a barrier between me and my personal accountability because it's saying that something happened to me something did it to me someone I'm blaming See, I'm not willing to accept someone made me, this made me, I'm sick of this made me, this made me, this made me. Wow, wow, wow. Get over that kind of a statement. If you find yourself out there saying, you make me so mad, this makes me so, you know, hey, I've been there, okay? And and it feels like it. It feels like something makes us. But no, we have the ability to choose. We have the ability to decide. We have the ability to pause. We have the ability to view and perceive. We have the ability to look at this in a perspective, whatever it is. Even if it's in a, in a nanosecond of seeing some, all of a sudden, maybe I look out my window and I see a car wreck, okay? But in all those nanoseconds that are going down in that moment, okay, what, what I found out when I used to be an instructor for the American Red Cross and CPR and first aid is that most people pause in, in, uh, real time panic. What I found out in wilderness survival, wilderness therapy, working with youth is that most people in real time, uh, situations where uh, it requires first aid or something like that. They panic. They freeze. What I've seen is in even familial situations, when something happens within the home and somebody gets hurt, most people freeze. Okay, well, and so and they're not deliberately pausing. They literally do not know what to do. They literally freeze in almost some sort of thought form because they have never been taught how to think through or to evaluate or to assess. Because something uh, doesn't ever been created in their brain in that particular area that allows them to navigate effectively through information rather than what seems to be something happening to them. So when that accident may, if that happened outside, I can in nanoseconds be able to look at what's going on kind of view, see other people if they're coming out of their homes or something like that, uh, 
Maybe, maybe I'm on a phone call even. Okay. And so maybe I'm going to say, look, I need to call you right back. Click. And maybe I'm on the call and I'm walking out to that, to that scene and I'm saying, to calling 911 and I'm saying, look, here's my address. An accident just happened. I'm walking out to it. I have no idea if anybody's even hurt. What do you want me to do? Okay. So whatever type of personality that we are, sometimes we get caught into that. Well, I'm not a real assertive type. Well, I'm not a real, you know, I'm more introvert. I'm, I'm more extrovert. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Okay. If we don't learn how to respond to the unforeseen and the unpredictable events of life, we're going to be running forever. Okay. We're going to be scared out of our gourd. We're going to be going everywhere trying to find safety. And until we learn how to go inside and create the safety ourselves and understand that, yes, we are vulnerable and we live in vulnerable situations and that we can accept that and surrender to it and become certain as to our walk of every day, knowing that every moment counts and that I'm stepping in that way, moving towards whatever it is that I want, which is personal freedom, inner peace, you know, certainty, moving towards whatever it is I want and deliberate walking steps, not running from it. Okay, so we have to, in order to do things different, to get something different. There's no other way that I have ever seen. So stop running from whatever it is you're running from. Stop, take a gander in the mirror, get real deep in your eyeballs and, and just get okay with yourself because the sooner you start to get okay with yourself and your faults and your weaknesses and the sooner you start to recognize your strengths and your gifts and your talents the sooner you can begin to understand a little bit more about you and how you're pretty much okay and then that you're right where you are right now and where would you like to be and start moving towards that see yeah it's kind of funny because i think you answered it perfectly because i remember follow-up question i was gonna ask is um is it even possible for someone to outrun their demons quote unquote and <laughs> i had someone the other day say my demons hate you and i was like well first of all why do you call them yours oh, that was interesting to me why why do we where do we give any kind of possession as if you know no i hate my demons okay um, no, okay. First of all, get away from any kind of language like that. Okay, so uh, can I outrun a demonic force? Um, I, I don't need to. Okay, I'm not going to run from anything. So for me personally, can a person outrun a demon? Whew, that's a, uh, that is, you know, I would say no, because at one point flesh will fatigue where spirit won't. And so whether the spirit is of demonics or of some sort of angelic, it doesn't matter. Uh, what will happen in that running essence is flesh will fatigue, spirit won't. Okay. So can someone outrun a demon? Can someone outrun the, the spirit? No. Okay. Absolutely not. It's not possible. Can we navigate in life in a way, in, in such a way that allows whatever type of negativity and, and demonic forces that might be against us to, to not come against us? Yes. Are they relentless and, and unceasing as to how they want to destroy us? Yes. Can we become more relentless and, 
and and put more energy and effort towards our love and light in such a powerful way that it literally eliminates their ability the dark sides the demonics the negativities ability even if it's not a conscious effort as to a, a deliberate demonic entity trying to take us out there are negative energy fields that filtrate through because of vibrations and frequencies so we've got to take a look at all that but that's not our conversation right now but just to kind of help people understand when we really look at this what we need to do is stop that boy scout motto in the wilderness survival merit badge stop s-t-o-p stop think observe and plan when you feel lost or stranded stop just sit down take a minute and stop okay you know what what, what what's the demon gonna do just sit there you know go first of all you just gotta stop okay you just gotta be like you know so if some if some negative forces around you are having negative experiences in your life, you're feeling as if things are so heavy upon you or whatever, well, just take a minute and stop and think about it. Think about it like this. Okay, if you think about it like this, if you were to take a, two pots and place them out in uh, your, your porch, for example, or out in a sunlight area, and you were to plant a seed in one of them and you were to tell this negative energy that you seem to... Uh, have around you to plant the other seed and see which one will grow first. So put that seed down on the counter or on the porch by the pot, put yours in, and then just acknowledge and say, whatever negative energy is around me, plant that seed. And go ahead and as you're stopping and thinking, okay, S-T-O, observe, okay, what are you going to observe? You're going to observe that that seed sits there. Okay, and what's the plan? The plan is to understand that you can move forward now knowing that that negative energy doesn't even have the power to plant a seed. And you start to nurture your own seed of greatness knowing that that negative energy has no influence upon that as well. And you begin to move through your life in a powerful way. Again, no running. It's complete confronting, accepting, surrendering to, and becoming all. Amen. I would like to thank you for listening to Inside the Raven's Eye. And if you have a particular topic matter that you would like to hear, please send me a request at insidetheravenseye at gmail.com. You have been listening to Coyote Thunderhawk in Conversations with a Shaman. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell, and we will see you on the next Inside the Raven's Eye. Much love and God bless.